Hello and welcome to Scopy Radio. My name is Dan Johansson. And I'm Maureen Smith. And today we are joined by Sarah Smith. Hello. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> Good. Did you, did you want to ask something? Else? I was literally just going to be like, how are you today? <laughs> do, do you want to ask? Sarah, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank oh, I'm you. I'm so glad. Yes, when both of you ask me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, it, that's the key. It's like it's a, it's got to be a united front. Of, of how are you? Maybe we should. That's what we should do. Is we should just say it at the same time. Maybe we should do like um, you know that theater improv game where it's like the the doctor doctor many heads or whatever where you have to like you ask the well oh you never play no okay so it's where someone like so four kids get up and they like link arms and the rest of the class oh, wait a minute. yeah asks like hey like how do you like um how do you make a hat and then they have to answer it word by word yeah it's like the way you make a hat is when you burn okay (laughs) how so it is thursday yes i've lost track i don't have like i don't have that nine to five keeping me on schedule anymore it Uh, is cheers to that yeah yeah it's um any once as soon as we hit like being a person that you know at this point i'm fortunate enough to make my own schedule but being that person like once the 15th hits is when i go like okay that's a roadblock that's a not a roadblock <laughs> i mean i guess it is a roadblock it's but like, like a that's a marker call. yeah like okay the first is coming soon yes. all right time time has passed <laughs> right i can't believe we're halfway through january i always feel like yeah. january drags and i feel like this one hasn't no and we're about to get daniel's weather corner boop, 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 boop. um this is a bit in the i really love the idea of well because you don't go outside very much and so when you do (laughs) well and the other piece that's wild is um now we're actually kind of at a weird delay because we've recorded so many podcasts i just like while we were in the car on the way back from our trip out east um i just posted and messaged and like was like we don't have any podcasts lined up and then all of a sudden we had like 20 podcasts lined up Uh (laughs) uh-huh yeah um but so now I think this podcast is going out on Tuesday. Okay, wow. Um, which is not, which is like, that's such a far off for, seat for, for you guys, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a little, <laughs> it's really weird, actually. Um, but, so, if you're listening to this, you ha- you're in the brunt of, have you heard that we're getting a polar vortex this year? I have not, no. So apparently in like two days, well, you were saying that you actually looked at the So weather. it's going to be like... Like, today is the last, you know, normal weather day where it's going to be, like, you know, high of 29 or something like that, which, like, for January is normal. Yeah, the average normal, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, but after that, it's just going to be, like, I think I think tomorrow through Sunday is going to be, like, high of 18. No. Unpleasant. I think, so I've mentioned this, definitely mentioned this on the podcast, but I, I just realized kind of another level to it, which is, um, I've mentioned on the podcast that I love the idea of someone being like man you know i want to learn about this person or whatever and so they google it or whatever you do in 2200 to like (laughs) research someone like if you you pull up the florping 
site or something. And they, they press their temple and the knowledge immediately right. downloads into their brain. Right, yeah. right, right, right. And I, I want for that person to hear <laughs> some podcast episode and then just something happens that is funny. Like I like I want them to be like in a university and then it's like, oh, that's weird. Like it's so the, the things like the Daniels Weather Corner are really funny to me because it's like the t- like the, the time of it. Like, like the, what happens if your account of the weather is the only account of meteorological <laughs> happenings that remains? Right. Where it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. Apparently two days before this recording, it rained. Mm-hmm. It doesn't rain here anymore. Yes, we don't have weather anymore. <laughs> right. And I, and I think the... Um, it remains a balmy 107 degrees now. Yeah. And I think the thing that's really appealing Yikes. to it is like, because I'm, I've spent two years drawn on the like uh this has to go out as immediately as possible so that it's current mm. philosophy and now that i'm trying to for my own mental health like do that less and embrace the idea of something going out maybe three days after we record it the um oh she's moving from one one from pc to, the other. to she's to lap. she touched the mic but hello moody i have a lap cat yeah <laughs> um I like the vault of it. Like, I like the, the time vault. Like, I think I didn't realize how much as a kid, don't, like, no, stories of those. Uh, <laughs> it's not food. Like, you ever heard of the golden record that they sent out into space? Oh, yeah. Is that the golden record? Is that what it's called? The golden file? I don't know. And it's got, what, like, some speeches and, like, right. some m- music from the time. Mm-hmm. Like, was Elvis on there? I, I don't remember. I it's going to Google it. Um,. But before we do that, I mean, while I while I You're talking it, to the dude. microphone, oh. you did. <laughs> well, I, I can't move weird. the. You're, it's on an arm. Anyway, so. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, <clears throat> so Sarah. Oh <laughs> yes. So um, I feel like a lot has happened in your life since last we've talked to you. Yeah. Was it a year and a half ago? I think so. Cause, so the last time that you were on, we talked... Oh, no, it was even more. Because I wasn't in my current apartment. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, so we've been around for... Uh, February 13th is our two-year anniversary. Congrats. So Yeah, which is pretty <laughs> wild. Um, of the podcast or... Podcast. Okay. Podcast. We hit three years <laughs> All right. on New Year's Eve. Cool. Um, so the podcast is turning two on February 13th. We probably talked to you. I guess it was in like pretty early in like August. The thing that's wild, and sorry that we're just taking this interview as an opportunity to just kind of like look back fondly. No, that's is totally those first fine. four months we were recording five a week. Yeah, so you were super prolific. We it was like twenty a month. Mm-hmm. So it could have very easily been three months into starting and 60 episodes in or right. something like that. Right, yeah. Because I remember we, so we met you through P.S. Burlesque folks, Okay. I think. Yeah, like I but think was it still Gorilla Tango at the time? We, or had it just happened? It had just happened. Okay. So Man. I think that was, I think that was... Oh, it was definitely over the summer. Yeah, I think it was the summer before I moved into my current apartment, and I've lived there for a year and a half now. Oh, wild. So it's, yeah, it's a while ago. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. Well, so a lot has changed for you in that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I 
I was in one office job at the time. I moved on to a second one that paid more, realized it still sucked and that it wasn't the money. And now I'm back to that gig life, that part-time That is such a weird realization. We were talking to um, someone that is also kind of having that thing where they finally were working in education in the space that they really wanted to work in. Uh Yeah. Um, And then, but then the reality of, of what it takes to do a job like that day in, day out, the hours and the, like, cause it's because yeah, like it's just, it's not everyone is cut out for that specific structure. Like there's the, what you're doing. Right. And then also there's the structure of what you're doing and the, time frame well because i'm sure like i'm sure that like what you were doing was perfectly fine you know like well i've got some stories about this office but yeah for the most part the job itself was fine (laughs) yeah it's just it's just the structure and the lack of flexibility yeah yeah it was it was well because my previous office job i did actually have quite a lot of flexibility um we didn't have to talk to anyone it was not customer facing um so I listened to like seven hours of podcasts a day mm. and stacked papers and scanned them. And that was it. And it was monotonous. And and so I, I tried a different office job where I was like, yeah, I feel like my talents are actually being used. I don't feel like I'm, you know, just a warm body filling a chair. Mm-hmm. And um, but it was downtown and it was. um. Yeah, so I had so I had eight hours a day there and then an hour commute there and an mm-hmm. hour commute back. So it was actually 10 hours a day. And, um, and, and that job made me realize that if the worst your job is, is boring, that's fine. Like Mm -hmm. I could have, I could have probably kept doing the boring office job in perpetuity, but, um, but yeah, we won't go into it because it's just obnoxious. But the, the second office job was, uh, it felt like walking into a time portal into the 1960s every day. (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. Pantyhose were in the dress code. Really? Oh yeah, God. really. Like, those places still exist. I had no idea. Pantyhose were in the dress code? They were required. No, they weren't. They were. <laughs> yeah. Those, yeah, those places still exist. Can you tell us what field it was in? It was in travel. It was in travel. It was in luxury travel. Oh, my God. Um, and I, I was basically a professional Googler. Our, our, um, our cruise customers would call me and ask what the weather was going to be in Italy in the spring and I would google it and tell them (laughs) what yeah I mean that's kind of fun but also like the the whole okay here's a this is a tangent have you heard about the fire festival yeah 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 we just watched the documentary (laughs) oh was it and I have no idea why this is such an immediate parallel and like anxiety inducing just something about the 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 money well, because not to just like jump into a conversation about travel, but like I feel like any time I've ever traveled, I've always just had to like, and I don't know anyone that's ever traveled and been like, yeah, money's not really an issue. Yeah, you know? yeah, and that's that was all of our customers. So right. for for me, being at this job, being paid a salary that was the equivalent amount of what these people were spending Mm -hmm. on a luxury cruise for the week was uh really bizarre and i mean i haven't traveled for pleasure since i moved out of my parents house Mm -hmm. um you know i've traveled to go visit family and like i haven't gone on a vacation by myself for for, so for these people to be like well you know we thought we'd upgrade to the classic room but uh it, it, it 
we were thinking maybe we would spend that money on a on a you know a, a, a daily tour of the private art collection at this particular house instead I was like oh must be nice <laughs> yeah I remember when I was in Italy like five years ago and I, it was one of those things where you'd go to a thing like you'd go to like the Colosseum or whatever and there'd be like the 30 euro like guided tour yeah like, oh my yeah God. What a luxury that would be. Right. And Instead of just only, wandering right. around, what am I looking at? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it was it was kind of surreal. I, I tell people that, like, every time I walk through the door, it was like, you know, like, in, like, cheap TV 80s sci-fi, they would time travel and they would, like, pass through a pane and everything would go wobbly. Like, oh, I yeah. was, like, walking into one of those every day into the office. <laughs> so weird. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, the... God... The whole, like, yeah, my the time I'm there is eight hours, but then the commute is an hour there, an hour back. That's what, so before I started, before before we started doing this, that's what I, I worked at an office. Yeah. And I think we may have talked about this last time, but the whole, like, you know, you're not paid for that commute time. Mm-hmm. No, no. So when you, when you actually look at your week, it was actually 60 hours that I was dedicating to the week because it was 20, 20 hours worth of travel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, so the thing that's interesting for me, like that I kind of am curious about for both of you, because that's an interesting parallel is like the adjusting time on, from going from that space. Cause I know that's something Maureen that you and I have talked about, but like the idea of, because it's not like, when you in when you enter that experience, like because I, I feel like I also know a few people that have entered that experience where they're a creative that's working eight hour days and then just like kind of squeezing it in in like the few hours that they have. Yeah. Um, but then when you go from that to like, okay, well, I'm gonna try like freelance schedule, a part time schedule, like whatever. Like it's not like you leave that job and then are immediately like, oh, I can just create everything I want and find whatever whatever my metric for success is. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious because I'm sure that there are people that that will that are listening to this that will go through it that have gone through it that maybe are going through it like what what do you remember about navigating that space that kind of middle ground of like okay I did it I ripped off of the band aid like now now what um, I knew I knew it was going to be an adjustment and I had I had done the part time gig thing before I left college or graduated college and then uh uh I was doing I think four part-time jobs Mm -hmm. uh and having to balance all those schedules and trying to do art at the same time um and then and that's why I ended up getting an office job I was like oh my god if I could just not have to think about paying rent and then do art on the side that would be really cool um so it ended up for me what with the time dedicated to the office job with the commute um and the exhaustion from that negative workspace i i i stopped having time to do art ironically um and it was the opposite of what i wanted um and so i actually went on hiatus from performing as a burlesque performer i went on an eight-month Hiatus, where I just didn't perform. I put all my costumes in boxes, and I was like, okay, I, at the end of the eight months, I'm going to quit my job. 
and I'm going to open all the boxes. This is going to be like Christmas, and I'm going to look at everything and be like, oh, well, this needs to be updated, or why am I doing this act anymore? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, this this gives me a new idea. Like, I just needed a refresher. And so I quit my office job with my last day being um, the end of September of 2018 my birthday is October 1st so I was like my birthday gift to myself is I never have to walk in this building again (laughs) (laughs) um and uh I I tried to plan for it being an adjustment period because um I've previously worked at Chicago Costume which is a year-round costume store but obviously Halloween is a real big time for them so I went in and I worked seasonally for Chicago costume is my like middle ground job um and then the holiday season happened and since I'm I'm doing crafts now I was like okay well December is uh, November and December is selling all the the Christmas presents so I still don't actually know what <laughs> my uh what my normal is going to be because October and November and December were all uh you know aberrant from what my maybe normal schedule is going to be like so I'm still figuring that out Uh, like this past two weeks has been the closest to what maybe the entire year is going to look like that I've seen since leaving that job (laughs) wow yeah it's I it's really cool no go ahead 2019 is very much that energy I've I've felt very much like I don't know why, but I just feel like we were all really ready to shut the door on 2018 and, like, start a new thing when 2019 hit. And, like, bit, like do the life that we want to see for the next year. Yeah, you know? yeah. I want to know what that's going to look like. I think I'm figuring it out. I feel like a lot of people quit their jobs at the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people were just like, nah, fresh beginning. <laughs> right. I know I quit a job right at the end of the year there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I worked at a coffee shop downtown and... Uh, oh, I didn't realize you were downtown. I thought you were in the neighborhood. Oh, I was in the neighborhood, okay. but, that, but that job didn't pan out, and so I moved to a place downtown, mm-hmm. um, and they treated me very badly. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, and so I, I, I uh, put in, I didn't even put in notice. I was just like, today's my last day. Oh, good. It was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very cathartic. Yes. <sighs> it was so. fun to have a reason to go to the loop, I will say. Like, for me, being a person that was just your driver. <laughs> I'm glad you had a reason to go to the loop. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely that that transition thinking is really always really interesting to me because you know it's the most relatable because what this city has so much is creatives and there are so many creatives and that that figuring out how to i feel like for a long time chicago very much has been the city of you have a day job you have a temp job and then you fit it in when you can yeah and it's weird because i i know tons of people that 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 does work for them like this what I did is obviously like not for everybody but there's plenty of people who are like oh yeah I'm a I'm a preschool teacher until 3 p.m 
and then I go write my novel or I go mm-hmm. uh, go perform or rehearse or whatever it is and I just I couldn't do it and I don't know if it's maybe because I have anxiety and, mm-hmm. and I'm like I just can't balance it I oh, what is my worth who am I um, <laughs> and or, or maybe it's just because I'm just bad at time management I don't know maybe those people are just on another level with time mm-hmm. management well and I I think because I I can relate to that because when I was um when I was working in an office I very much I got an office job specifically for the wouldn't it be nice if I didn't have to worry about paying rent so that I can just focus on what yeah. I want to do mm-hmm. and it so intensely took away from what I actually wanted to do yeah and so, it's shocking well and I think that it, I think that what it is honestly is like at least for me and maybe this resonates with you is it's a commitment level thing where you're like you know, if I'm going to do a thing, I'm going to do it well. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's not to say that the people who are who are able to balance those two things are incapable of, yeah. you know, you know, entirely not what I'm saying. But I think that there is a certain level of like, you know, at least at least what I was experiencing was this is my job. Right. And like, I'm not going to phone it in. I am going to no. come in and do a job well done. Mm-hmm. And I think that that led to me because I also have anxiety. Uh, I think it very much led to me not being able to leave work at work. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other, I think the thing that's really interesting is that I think what is so, what so draws to the day job, nighttime creative space idea is like, is it feels very participatory and and I think we want to feel particip- like we want to feel like we're we're contributing mm-hmm. to to society yeah. and so it feels like the way that that a lot of people do that is by having a day job or something but I I think that I think what's interesting is seeing more and more people try and figure out how to make their creative process participatory yeah well and not only participatory in that like giving back to society or whatever but um, I got married a year ago and I'm like, I want to feel like I'm contributing to our relationship and to our shared expenses, like mm-hmm. on a, on a literally like bare bones, like numbers Absolutely. level. And so for, for me to be able to, and he's in tech, so, so yeah, it, so he has a, <laughs> he has a reliable income and that, that, um, that industry is growing m- more quickly than any other industry. And so for me to take a step back and like in my pride and as a woman and being like I guess I'll let my husband pay slightly more of the expenses I'm like oh I really want to be the like breadwinner or whatever but (laughs) but maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm like contributing more to our shared life with my time now and my my labor in the home is like weird and like domestic that sounds but like but the thing is it it, it has value it so has value i mean so i'm like very much in an employment rut where i'm like waiting for a couple different jobs to like get off the ground and Mm. so i'm spending a lot of time at home and i cannot tell you how nice it is i want to like actually kind of flip this because what I would love to actually talk about is Can I finish my thought? I'm so sorry, yeah. <laughs> um it is so nice. Like because I'm very much like a career person, I'm very much like a like I go to work and I make money and then I come home and I reap the benefits of the money that I've just made. Yes. And it's been so it's been such a flip in my life 
to be like, oh, wow, like, I wake up and I identify a thing that needs to be cleaned or organized, and I do that, and it's, it's like a nice, it's like a nice break. Yeah. Well, and I wanted to (laughs) contextualize what you were saying is what I meant, because, like, for a lot of 2018, like, I was not making much income, Mm -hmm. and so you were very much the breadwinner, and so, like, that was my like 2018 like okay i guess like well first off we were so focused on scopy and and that was a thing that that panned but like the like being the you know dude that is home doing the majority of the cleaning and like doing the like home stuff like i like i it was i love i love doing that but it's definitely an interesting it's it's hard like weighing that against like someone paying the majority of rent for a year in yeah. 2018. Yeah, the expectation is weird cuz like I am I am currently contributing a lot. Like I'm not we're not at 50/50, but I'm not we're not at like 80/20. Even if it's even <laughs> if, even if it's it's like as soon as it's not 50-50, it feels weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and having, you know, because your partner is your roommate, and it was like, it's like, well, if you were not my partner, I would have an issue with this, but because you are my partner, this is fine. Yeah. And, and but it, I, I, I'm struggling with the, my own expectations, like, no one's foisted this upon me, but, like, growing up and wanting to be like, yeah, I'm going to be a career woman, and I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to support my family, and... And, and, and being where I am now and being like, like, I feel like, and this is obviously not the truth, but my anxiety brain feels like everyone looks at what I'm doing and goes, ugh, this woman is just letting her husband pay for rent and she's doing whatever she wants and doing all these arty things and working in a cute little coffee shop. And, and I know that's not the truth, but, like, that's what it feels like. I'm like, oh, no, someone's going to think that I'm the 1950s housewife. Well, but it's, I think that, I think that where it diverges is that it's not like you married him because of his job. No, It's no. not like you were like, it's not like, like, wow, I need to get with him because he can provide for me. It's uh, just yes. like, no, this is the person that I love, and the career that they chose is lucrative and... That's amazing, and it's it's amazing. It's awesome to be in a partnership where there is that openness of like, hey, like, I'm making enough that it's okay if you can kind of just explore your passions. Because I'm certain. Because I mean, is he is he very passionate about what he does? No. No. Oh, no. <laughs> um. He he. Uh... He's a computers guy. He built his own gaming computer when he was 14 and has been, like, building oh, wow. computers since then. Um, and I, I, I say that... He, I say he's not passionate about what he does with, like, a nudge because he, he's just very much, like... Um, he's a problem solver. Like, if you, if you try to come home... And you or any of our friends, if they say, "Oh, I've got this awful thing going on," he's gonna try and fix it. And like that's how he is with people, and that's how he is with computers. So what he does all day is uh, IT help support. So he is problem solving all day. So I think he actually does get a kick of that, a kick out of that. Like 
knowing that, oh, here's a problem. You don't know how to solve it, but I do. So I'm going to fix it for you. And as long as people are like gracious and like yeah. appreciative of that tech support, <laughs> he does enjoy his job. Oh, that's always yeah. the way, though, in those customer service jobs. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, man. I love customer service, though. Me too. I love that shit. Me too. Mm. I I like I like being customer facing and I like um directly solving problems for people with their knowledge that I am the person that solves their problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and especially like whenever I'm in a performance review, it's always like wow, like the customers really really love you. It's just that blah 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 blah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but I anyway, it's like I think that the modern version of, you know, whatever stressful archetype, you know, breadwinner dialogue certainly has to be, hey, like, th- it isn't it isn't the dynamic of one person makes all the money and then the other person stays at home and makes sure that the house is sparkling. Right. It's one person happens to be making more than the other person, which gives the other person room to keep things from exploding yeah Yeah. which is which is amazing but also it gives them more room to figure some shit out Mm -hmm. yeah well and it's the acknowledgement that there's more to uh contribute than your income exactly Mm -hmm. and you have to weigh it against the state of the world too which is that like the economy is fucking terrible it's really hard to make like if you have a career that you're that you that you are some to some degree passionate about and you can make that income doing it like that's a gift yeah and, that's and, like, amazing <laughs> and it's that weighing that against you know whatever else like that is very much part of the conversation in like 2018 2019 and it and you know in the same it's a parallel to me for um, so one of the things that we do at the magazine is we have to like figure out rule like editing rules and it would be really easy in those conversations to be like, well, I disagree with this just because of my ego or your ego or whatever, but having something so and the the parallel I'm drawing between this is like moody right now, this cat. <laughs> Sorry, I just got distracted. But like AP style is like a house style that we use a lot. And having a third party that is in the part of a conversation between two people when they're like, okay, this is something I agree about. Like, that's such a strong... Because then at any point, like, whether it's between editors or between writers, or you can say, like, okay, we should we should remember... Like, we should take a step back and remember, like, this is the culture in which we're working in. And, and I think in a similar way, that parallel of, like, okay, like, this month, this is what money looks like. Mm-hmm. But, like, being able to take a step back and go... Okay, like, <laughs> here's what how much money we need to make for the year, and here's like how the world is going, and like here's like what are what could our goals even be? Like, how realistic is it to try and figure out like, you know, what jobs you should be applying for and things like that? Like having those kind of like, like not just going into a an argument of like worth and and yeah self valuation and things like that like that is where it's like really i have no idea why we've now plunged into like <laughs> capitalism relationship and and money and but i mean i think that it's i think that it's a, a conversation that a, lo- that a lot of people are happening are having like i um a friend of mine um her her partner is you know works in healthcare 
and she is an artist. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, she, it's the same thing of like, if she, if she didn't want, you know, if she wanted to, she strictly speaking, probably wouldn't have to work, but like, that doesn't mean she's not going to, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's, and you know, we had a conversation recently of like, like, yeah, you know, we recently decided that we're not going to do 50, 50 and it's, and I'm like, you know, that makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> like if, why put, why put your partner through the, you know, if one person makes more than the other one, why put them through the stress of having to, you know, pay a bill that you can very handily pay? Yeah. Well, and then on top of that with, uh, in our case, both partners being in debt, being like, well, <laughs> how, how do you yeah. sort out your debt management and your budget when one partner is making significantly more mm. than yeah. another. So that's that's another hurdle. Yeah. But I, the, the tools that I'm using now as a person who's working a part-time coffee gig and then, like, all my other income is performance or um, uh, craft selling related, like on my Etsy or whatever, um, is is I'm trying to like budget in reverse because what what our what our parents generation was able to do is like look at or or anyone with I guess a, a traditional job is is look at their their income for the month and be like oh well let me section this into a pie chart and I have to do the opposite where it's like well what are my expenses for the month yeah and let me budget my my time and my my uh, gigs that I'm committing myself to for the month to reach each of those expenses for the month and then prioritize those in order of what has to be paid first. Yep. Or at all. Yep. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) so I've got, I've got that and I'm, I'm very much trying to um, just be openly communicative about, Hey, uh, you know, December was not as big of a bang as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't sell as many Christmas presents because people weren't buying because no one has money. Yeah. So uh, so how do we address that? Where do we move forward from here? And just sort of like rolling over either your debt or surplus income from the previous month and seeing what you can do with it. Yeah. Because yeah. it'd be really easy to not do that like it'd be really easy to not have that dialogue that's the only way that you can really learn and because it's not because that's the other thing is that when you don't have that dialogue it's so easy to just throw everything out and try something else different or or give up yeah but if you can like look back and address like okay like this worked maybe we should turn around like this worked on a small scale like maybe this is where we should focus energy yeah yeah it's all you know i feel like you know contrary to our parents you know very formulaic you know get a job in insurance and you know get the benefits and get the wife in the house and the and the 2.5 kids like <laughs> i feel like there was i feel like there was a formula for success and i feel like that formula is starting to fray well, yeah. those industries are crumbling i mean they're they're becoming so expensive to like perfect example like insurance like the average person is it's 
as it gets more and more expensive, is not able to afford it on yeah. unless they unless it's provided to them through their job. Yeah, or unless or unless they make so little that they get a significant tax credit, or it's provided to them. And I'm specifically now thinking about health insurance. Mm. Yeah, that's like, what I'm talking about. Yeah, like it's provided to them by the government entirely. Yeah. You know, there's that whole, like, middle swath. Like, this is something that my mom was dealing with. My mom, you know, her income bracket is, you know, not rich, but not poor. Um, And, you know, she, her job didn't provide her health insurance. And Mm -hmm. so she needed to look on the marketplace. But she made too much to qualify. She made too much to qualify for any tax credits, but not enough that she was that like she still had some pretty significant sticker shock and so it's like you know not that i'm saying you know boo-hoo to you know people who make more than enough money but at the same time it's like the middle class is fading yeah (laughs) yeah i'm the i'm the weird uh artsy black sheep for my family because one sister's going into healthcare and the other's an accountant so yeah (laughs) (laughs) and and i'm the oldest so 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 they've uh they've surpassed me in in that regard and i'm like so we're gonna come stay at your house (laughs) right (laughs) no all my cousins are like doing are like doing the damn thing Mm -hmm. and i'm the second oldest cousin Mm. and i'm I'm like ooh, okay (laughs) really feeling that pinch yeah (laughs) my 23 year old cousin is doing a little better than me now oh okay my my sister uh studied abroad uh and and she's getting her degree in accounting she studied abroad uh uh, in the UK this year, and um, did Helena Bonham Carter's taxes as as part of her internship. Are you kidding? Me? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. She, what? Uh, yeah, we're very different. We're super. <laughs> and I was like, well, and she was like, can you believe she's still getting income from Alice in Wonderland? And I was like, yeah, residuals. Mm-hmm. Like th- this is my world. And yeah. and she and she was like. I mean, that movie was just so terrible. I can't believe she's still making money from it. And I was like, yeah, that's where our worlds intersect is you you help artists do their taxes. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um so I want to uh we should we should ask about. So one of the things we've been talking about a lot and one of the things we were talking about before is the interdisciplinary space. Yes. Which I think is really interesting, because one of the things you've also been working on is ceramics. Yes. So what drew you to that? I and don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was sitting in my in my travel office job, office job B, terrible office job, um, and uh, I don't remember why I Googled pottery classes in Chicago, and I don't... I, I, I think about it all the time. I don't know why I looked it up. Um, and this was just this past year. I haven't been doing it very long. Um, and I found this studio called Penguin Foot Pottery in Logan Square. And I just started taking classes there. And um, and I did the thing that I always do where I was like, I'm going to monetize my hobby and <laughs> <laughs> start selling the ceramics very early, honestly, too early. I... I which I got from performing is like you know you got to jump in both feet first and like show them that you can do it or whatever which I guess is not the usual path for uh visual art but um I did 
do that and I was like okay I'm gonna monetize my hobby I'm gonna start selling ceramics I'm gonna start making small things like ceramic earrings and necklaces and small bowls and mugs and and people can uh, buy those from me so when I left my office job um, one of the things I was focusing immediately on was uh, my new craft business which is called caffeine and theanine uh, which (laughs) is inspired by tea um, and caffeine and theanine are the two uh, sort of chemical uh, yin and yang of tea Um, so it's inspired by that and so it's a little bit of everything as is everything with me because it's like I'm doing the ceramics but ceramics is also a very patience driven art form because you have to wait a lot for clay to dry and to become the correct consistency and then Mm. you have to wait and then you have to fire it and then you have to wait and then you have to glaze it and then you have to wait and then you have to fire it again and so there's a lot of waiting so it can be like three weeks before a mug is done um and so I, I'm not a very patient person, and I decided to do ceramics, so I, I, I needed to have something that was a little more immediately gratifying. So in addition to the ceramics at Caffeine and Theanine, I'm also doing paper craft and crocheting and all this painting and other stuff that I just like to do. So I'm doing that interdisciplinary stuff in the visual arts world, and I'm also back to performing burlesque after my hiatus um and and it's it's uh it's an interesting balance because I get different things out of each of those different kinds of art um but there also aren't enough hours in the week to only do what you want to do that week yeah (laughs) well this is a really interesting thing that we actually just were talking about with someone else is um and I'm, I'm working to every time I, I, I enter this one to like get it into as few words as possible, but it's really hard. <laughs> so sorry about that. But the thing that's really interesting to me is a lot of artists, I think, find themselves where they've trained in one craft for a really long time. And then, you know, for whatever reason, like you realize that an influence can kind of inform the first craft or maybe you're just intrigued by a concept like pottery Mm -hmm. like I you it's really easy for that to kind of become like okay well I'm gonna bring this into my artistic brand or portfolio or thing that basically I'm making this a thing that I do and um and you know it's an interesting thing I think a lot of people find that parallel and I the thing that I'm starting to kind of like be really curious about is the okay so you want to learn another medium like and you've you've recognized that like at at that point at what point do you do you think that you (laughs) do you think that people like that there's a, a degree to which you have a vision of what how these things may intersect at in in five or ten years do you think that matters i think because I'm one person and because I'm doing so many different things and that those those all those different creative things are occupying the same space in my brain that like crossover is inevitable Mm -hmm. and I'm not even gonna force it like it's just gonna happen um as a matter of fact there is a burlesque festival coming up in March 
and I am slated to be a vendor at this burlesque festival, and I'm making ceramics specifically for this festival. Mm-hmm. And so there's these mugs that people make that I didn't invent this, but there's these mugs that these people that these other potters make that are um, just sort of a torso, like the 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 top of the mug then turns into usually breasts and a belly, and then uh, that's the bottom of the mug. Um, but people have been doing them with lots of different body types and sizes and mm-hmm. with breasts, without breasts, with mastectomy scars, and it's uh, it's very cool. So I'm taking that, and I'm adding burlesque pasties and tassels <laughs> on the mugs, and I'm making... Um, Hopefully, God, now I've said it and now it's never going to happen and I'm never going to finish them. Um, I'm making these uh, serving platters, like dual bold, like two bowls put together, uh, uh, serving platters, and I- I'm going to paint a little thong on them and it'll say, eat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm, so I'm intersecting uh, ceramics and burlesque, which is not a thing like that's not those are not two arts that actually interact but it's happening because they're both in my brain Mm -hmm. I know I appreciate that on a selfish note like the reason why I've been ruminating on this is because um when we were in New York with my we were with my family and I feel like maybe your partner will get a kick out of this but I so obviously I started PC building because I needed to replace my Mac and immediately I was like okay how can I like turn this into something that could be like a little bit of side income which has already really worked out because what i've realized is that there are a lot of creative types that they the macbook they bought in college is dying out yeah so you need something that you know that could easily do a quick lightroom touch up or do a quick you know you could work in sibelius and if you're a composer like you need a computer that isn't just like a baseline baseline computer yeah. And so right away I realized that you can accomplish like you can build something that accomplishes those middle of the line tasks with very little money if you use older parts. <laughs> and I was telling my dad this and he was like, "What are you doing? Like what what like pick something." And and like for me that was immediately like no don't you see like it's all the same thing like yeah. <laughs> it is the magazine like it is the it is everything i've been doing it is the photography like it's all it all feeds into each other and it's like that's so hard to me and maybe this is just cuz i'm a bad communicator like that's so hard to explain to someone that isn't like i think Maureen you get it cuz like you see me every day doing weird shit and then you're like yeah but like, but like, I think it's really like when you're talking to other people, and I think when you become a creative that wants to be participatory. Yeah, it's like I asked my I asked my husband like at work if people ask you what your wife does for a living, what do you tell them? Yeah, and 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 it used to be that I would ask him like, please tell them I'm an actor because because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was because I was. Because uh, I was performing, and I was I was trying to act, um, and it kept turning into burlesque. Um, and, and, but but I was like, I, I I didn't want him to tell them. Oh well, she she works in an office. I, I you know I wanted I wanted the art to be like what defined me. Um, and 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 now it's not. It's like I can't say. Oh yeah, she's a full time burlesque performer because I'm not. She's not a full time ceramicist. She's not a full time 
anything. She's just, there's not a thing that I do for a living. And it's, it's interesting to, to navigate that space. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's becoming more and more of a relatable space. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I teach music lessons and I run a magazine and I freelance graphic design and social media and I uh, do Postmates, you know? Yeah. It's, it's just like... Well, well, it's like if someone, if you're, if you're like in a meet cute and you're trying to like just make small talk and someone's like, so what do you do? It's like, well, do you want the long version or the short version? Mm-hmm. <laughs> short, the short version is I pay my rent. Yeah. <laughs> the long version is... yeah the holidays in 2019 will be interesting i think because that's the time when you have to most be like this is what i do and i feel like like summarize your life right yeah i don't know anyway um well we are we are we have a few minutes left wow that went by so fast i know um so and moody is in lap yes if if anyone was worried oh she's so sweet she's Um, getting so many head scratches mm -hmm. so the last thing we do with all of our guests is a one minute plug for anything they have upcoming sometimes it's very obvious like letting people know where they can catch any upcoming burlesque performances or maybe where they can support your crafting um otherwise we love hearing shout outs to other folks that are doing dope work or any media that you're consuming self-care otherwise music movies tv shows things like that Okay, well, um, fitting with this this episode topic, I can just do a hodgepodge. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, as I said, I am going to be vending at an upcoming burlesque festival in, in Indianapolis. Uh, it is Front Row Paul's Burlesque Bonanza. Uh, I believe it's happening at a place called the White, White Rabbit. Um, obviously, that's all on the internet. Um, I'm performing, I'm revamping a new, uh, revamping a new, it's, I used to have an Ursula act and now I have, have, I'm having a new Ursula act as an Ursula from the Little Mermaid and she's coming back, but the act is basically going to be completely different and it's going to be at, uh, Crescent Moon Nerdlesque in February and also at the Better Booby Bureau's It Feels Good to Be Bad Villains Cabaret in February. Um, and you can find me on Instagram, both as at Rosie Roche Burlesque and at Caffeine and Theanine. Um, so that's, that's where I am. That's where all the facets, facets of me are on the internet. Nice. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. It was so nice to have you back. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 uh, very different. Uh, I'm not, I'm no longer doing the podcast I was trying to do. Uh, back then so uh that's okay different different take different life different take different life well thank you all so much for listening i've been dan johansson i continue to be maureen smith and if you want to keep up with what we are do- up to there are so many ways you can do that the first is to head over to scopymag.com did i mess something up that was it was just weird go ahead <laughs> Yeah, if you want to keep up with what we're up to, you can head to the website. That's where we post all of our podcasts and articles. You can also keep up with us on social media, on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Now I'm, like, really self-conscious. Like, um, we have a Facebook page called Scopy Magazine. We also have a Facebook group that we love and adore called Sounding Board, where we talk about local arts, local politics, and astrology memes. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you can keep up with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr under Scopy Mag, spelled the same way as the website, S-C-A-P-I-M-A-G. Uh, you can also find the podcast, the one that you're listening to right now under Scopy Radio and most podcast places, including Google Play, iTunes Podcasts, and Radio Public. 
and I'm here as always to talk about the importance of subscribing. If you head to our website, scopymag.com and go to our subscribe page, there are a couple ways that you can do that. The first is to sign up for email blasts. This is huge because even though we post across social media platforms, Facebook bears our content. So if you want to see 100% of what we're doing and not just 30% of it, you should sign up for those email blasts. The second thing you can do is become a member. For as little as $5 a month, you can help us pay our artists and keep our lights on. Uh, there are some cool incentives associated with doing so. So if you're in a position, please consider it. Otherwise, if you are a business or an entity or just have something fun to say and want to advertise with us, please feel free to reach out to us at scopymag at gmail.com. So give a little, give a lot. And if you can't give, then listen, participate, and share. Cool. Thanks again so much for listening. Go out and make something. Yep.